Welcome to Renovations, where we tackle honest conversations about integrating a vibrant faith and a purposeful life. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay, Tommy, you have a really good story to dive into today's topic around giving. Yeah. Um, You know, it's funny how things happen at the most random moments. So I was in West Virginia, had a few days off, and I needed to buy some paper for my printer up there, and also needed some razors. So I went to uh, to the local Walgreens, uh, and this is in an area that's not you know all that wealthy an area. And so I went to this Walgreens to buy some paper and razors. And for those who don't know it, razors are like really expensive. And I had two different razors, so I had to buy a lot of razors. Uh-huh. So I, I went and picked those things up really quickly and went to the front counter and ran my credit card through, and it didn't take my credit card. And so I tried it again, and it didn't take my credit card. And there was a storm coming through the area. So the person right before me wasn't taking her credit card either. <laughs> so we realized that the internet was down at this Walgreens. And so no, it wasn't going to take anybody's credit card. So I tried it the third time through, and it wasn't taking it. So real quickly, the cashier said, look, you need cash. Well, I didn't have that much cash because the razors by themselves were close to $50. Whoa. (laughs) So I had a little bit of cash, enough to buy the paper, which was the real reason that I went there. Well, this man was behind me in line, and he kind of looked over. He said, hey, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll get your stuff. Well, immediately, I'm feeling very uncomfortable. You know, number one, I don't like for people to buy things for me. That makes me feel uncomfortable to begin with. But secondly, this was $50 worth of stuff, and he wouldn't really have any way of knowing that to speak of, I don't think. So I said, oh, no, don't don't worry about it. It's, it's not a big deal. And I quickly said, I've got a little bit of cash, and I came here for the paper. He said, no, really, don't worry about it. And I thought, okay, now I'm getting a little bit more uncomfortable. I said, well, let me just pull out these razors. I don't I don't really need those right now. And he said, look, don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Now I'm thinking, okay, I've got to just go with this. And so I said, well, thank you so much. And so he came up. And his stuff was about $20, and he asked how much it was, and so they said 70 ish dollars. And he kind of raised his eyebrow for a minute, and then he didn't sweat it. He had a $100 bill, and he, he just paid it. And I thought, now my head's swimming. I walk <laughs> out to my car, and he walks out right behind me, and I wave to him, and I, and I go off about my business. And I thought, that just kind of threw me for a loop because I knew if the roles were reversed, I wouldn't think that way. I am fine giving. And in a lot of ways, people would look and say, okay, you're, you're fine. You're a generous person. But it was so apparent. I am a cautious, careful, 
calculated giver. And there was nothing about his demeanor. He was the most relaxed, at peace, comfortable person. And that's why it crossed his mind to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would be thinking, okay, I want to be a generous person. I need to do this. It was such a different way of being that he presented to me. And so this experience that happened just in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of a day like this, it was like this massive wake-up call to me who probably thought I was doing pretty well in the in the realm of generosity and in, in, in the realm of giving and yet this man and I don't know whether I'll ever see him again it was like this wake up call that <laughs> no there's a whole nother place to go in this area of generosity and giving and so I went home and and that evening I was by myself for the evening it's like I was flooded with this thought of, wow, there's a whole nother place for you to go in life that you hadn't ever thought about in terms of generosity and in terms of giving. That is such a place of freedom, such a place of joy, such a place of hope, and I wasn't even aware that it existed. Hmm. It's really cool. I can imagine on... On this other guy's end of the story, it was probably also, to your point right there, there's probably a lot of joy and fulfillment, and it was probably fun for him to be able to just do that and feel, you know, free to do that. Yeah, exactly. And that that's such a good phrase, free to do that. And that's what, that's like the very best to me of generosity. And, um, it gave me a vision of a person that I wanted to become, that maybe I thought I was there. Mm-hmm. And this man made it very clear to me that I'm not there. And and, and that's not about beating myself up, because I realized that that doesn't do anything yeah. for you if you just use this as an occasion to beat yourself up. But it was it was a vision of freedom. And it was a vision of joy for which giving is the mechanism right? for that. Right. What was different, what struck you as so different about his, his kind of quote-unquote version of giving in that moment was he was just being generous versus making it a, um, a task on the to-do list or a calculated act. Exactly. Giving was something of who he was, whereas for me, it was something that I do. Mm. Yeah. Say that again. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I don't know if I can. It almost hurts too much. (laughs) Giving for him was something of who he was. It's something for me that I do. Yeah. And yeah, that was a wake-up call for me. And I'm so thankful for that man. I don't know whether when he got in his car, he thought, wow, that was a little painful for me or not. You know, whether he thought he was going to be taking care of a $10 bill and it ended up being a $50 bill. 
I don't know whether he was really wealthy or not. He was in a T-shirt and flip-flops. I I couldn't tell any of those things, and that was part of the power of the message for me, is that I don't know how he experienced that, other than I know I could see in his face. Even the, even the cashier said, you don't seem to be too bothered by all of this. <laughs> yeah. So all of that just said, that's the kind of man I want to be. And like I say, I don't know whether he was wealthy or not. I don't know whether it was painful or not, but it was who he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what's funny about this is already for, I don't, I don't know, I'm guessing for a lot of people, it's like if we're inspired by that story, our first reaction is to think, okay, so now I need to pay for someone's groceries at the store. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, it's like we so quickly turn it into another act of what I'm doing and miss the point that what was so powerful to you was who he was, who he was, who he was being. And not the fact that like, you're not trying to make a point that we need to buy strangers groceries at the store. <laughs> no, I'm absolutely not. But at the same time, it wasn't only who he was being, it was who he had become. Hmm. And you become someone by doing certain things. So there is there is a path. I realize that I can't just automatically flip a switch and now I'm a generous person. That's who I am. I realize that I want to practice something that's a step beyond careful, calculated, even generous giving. I want to practice something that is cheerful giving. That's a different thing. That's actually like right in the New Testament, you know, to be a cheerful giver. And I, I realized that I had settled for being a generous giver, even a careful giver, you know, in that. So there, there is some doing that leads to becoming that leads to being. Well, that's interesting because I look at that story and I say, well, a lot of that's because of how you're wired to your personality. Careful, calculated, right? You're, you're good with numbers, finances. There are a lot of people, myself included, where acts of spontaneous generosity like that guy did to you is actually the easier one. So like, I'm wired in a way where, yeah, I mean, doing those kind of things, that's actually more natural. Right. And the calculated plan version might be the harder way. And and so for someone like that to grow in becoming generous and to be joyful and giving, maybe getting more calculated and planned is what they need to do. And it's funny because wow. I've talked to some people, I can remember a few times in the recent past where they love to donate, you know, it's like at the grocery store and they say, you, w- you want to give an extra dollar to this? Or, right. you know, they see someone at the corner of the street and they always participate in those kind of random or around the holidays, types of extra giving things. But they were realizing, like, but I don't actually give on a continuous basis anywhere. And so for them, maybe the area of becoming a generous person is actually (laughs) kind of what you were already inclined to do. Right. That's such a good point. It's almost like two different personalities come at this from different angles. Uh, I am such a calculated, intentional person 
that what I desperately need to lean, lean into is the spontaneous giving that creates joy. For you, and I can totally see this knowing you, the spontaneous thing comes so naturally and comfortably for you, and you do it so well, and it's such an incredible thing. But perhaps the intentionality and the substance might be where you need to live. And both of those are part of maybe what I would like to call this episode radical giving. Mm -hmm. It's having both pieces to the pie. For me, that's figuring out this spontaneous thing that needs to, to happen in me to create the joy and the heart and the being behind it. And for you, maybe it's more of adding to that spontaneity some intentionality and stuff. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things we're really trying to get at here is the joy that comes in and the freedom that comes in being generous and really having that be part of who we are. And when I think about that, I mean, my mind goes directly to breaking the chains of feeling like we need to grip and hold on to whatever the thing is. So since we're talking about money in this case, if I'm gripping and holding on to money, it's actually got a hold on me, right? It's it's actually kind of got me in chains, which is why this counterintuitive thing exists where if you can be freely giving, like the guy you encountered at the store, it's freedom because the the money didn't have a hold on him so much that he couldn't just throw $100 on the table and help somebody out in need. Exactly. Well, and the other other thing that strikes me even as you talk about this is you and I are both wired to rationalize as we all are. So, but we have different ways of doing it. I rationalize that I'm a generous giving person because I do it with intentionality. You might rationalize that you're a generous giving person because you do it spontaneously. But we each have our kind of issues, and those issues are ones where money becomes that bondage to us, the self-centeredness that we all kind of have towards money where it's something that we can tend to clutch onto. So spontaneity breaks that bondage for me. Maybe intentionality breaks it for you, but we don't want to be in bondage to money, do we? Right. Right. It's it's kind of the the age-old thing of, you know, so many of us are chasing after something like riches and but who have you ever talked to who got to a certain amount and 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 felt like now I'm fulfilled and happy? <laughs> Not that it's yeah. bad to have any pursuits like that, but we know it doesn't actually completely um, right. fulfill us or bring that that joy. Well, and that's you know you you said it at the very beginning of this conversation. You know, it was the freedom. It was the freedom and the joy which were startling to me. And I know that is the fruit of generosity. And that fruit of freedom and joy makes it so worthwhile. So since that 
incident happen, which was just about a week ago, there have been so many occasions that have come up where where I thought, no, I want to be generous. I want to go the extra mile on it. And I can think of one instance just happened yesterday where I resisted it and didn't. It was around a tip. Okay, and how okay. how you feel now? Oh, uh, I feel lousy that I didn't do it. <laughs> uh-huh. But I calculate my tips. This is gosh, it feels awful to be admitting this stuff. <laughs> Just put it all on the table, oh, Tommy. Gosh, show us all of your problems. I calculate my tips very carefully to be moderately generous. Uh-huh. You know, between fifteen and twenty percent, trying to lean up to the twenty percent, thinking, well, that's a nice tip. But it's so calculated. <laughs> and when I saw this opportunity to go further, I kind of thought about it. And instead of going with my heart and doing it, I leaned back and went, no, I'll just be generous. Mm-hmm. And I thought, so it's it's funny. But this has that, kind of been haunting me yeah, in a yeah, sense. Uh-huh. This different way of being that I can tell my heart is resistant to it. It's just so cool in that example. You see how part of why it it's kind of haunting you and doesn't feel so good today on the other side of that is because in that moment, and of course we're exaggerating here, but you, you kind of chose money over a person if we're going to blow yeah. it up. Right. But yeah. Right. And any, any yeah. kind of situation like this, it's like, well, we prioritized money over a person. Don't take that too far, but you get what I'm saying. And at the end of the day, we know that human lives are the most valuable like our relationships people are the most valuable and eternal things so so yeah it would make sense that that wouldn't feel so great that oh man actually or or on the other side when you do when you do the act of generosity you feel great because well sure yeah you lost a little bit in the act but right man you feel great because you invested in the more important internal thing well and that experience, which happened after this grand example that this man gave to me, um, was like shining a spotlight on the fact that even once I'd been made aware of it, I'm still not there. (laughs) Yeah. So, gosh, that was, it it was startling. Something I love about this is the fact that we know God cares more about our heart than our actions. And so obviously that comes through in so many ways in this yeah. topic. Having a heart of joyful giving is really what matters more than how often or the amount you gave or the time you gave. And so I think in a way, because we're calling out the different personalities in this, right. it, it highlights that exact fact. Yeah. Because it's not about, well, do you do spontaneous giving or not? Do you do planned, exact, calculated giving or not? Well, it depends on the person, right? Yeah. What's the thing that for you kind of stretches you into being joyful and being free of of the chains of money? And and so I think it just highlights that that heart component of it. Because I'm thinking about my friend in the example earlier who does all those little $1, $10 spontaneous things. And so from the outside looking in, you'd be like, man, that person's so generous. But really, you look at their their balance sheet, their budget, 
And they don't give very much money at all in terms of dollars. One dollar represents one percent. Yeah. Right. If that's the only yeah. giving they do, they don't give much money in their grand scheme, which would kind of highlight the idea that, um, you know, maybe at a heart level, they actually are pretty chained up by money. They feel fine giving a dollar here or there, but they don't want to actually part with a real amount. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, what, what becomes apparent to me is in all of this is that that's the last thing I'm going to do is to 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 begin judging other people because I don't know what's in their heart. I don't know what's in their bank account. I don't know what they give or what they don't, nor do they know what I do on that front. But what's apparent to me is that God is not stingy, and this man was not stingy, and I don't want to be stingy. And that's what's at the heart of of radical giving is giving with a full, free heart, and that that's a place that joy is found. So I'm just so thankful in this middle-of-nowhere moment of a day in Walgreens that I got this massive wake-up call to a place I still have a long ways to grow. (laughs) I like this quote that you had written down, that giving breaks the bondage and addiction of self-centeredness, and therefore it will always be experienced initially as painful, but afterward giving becomes a great source of joy. Yeah, I I believe it so much and learn that I still have a long ways to go Yeah, on that front. And I just want to reiterate, because I think part of why we give these different examples Yeah, it isn't to judge and say one is right or wrong or, oh, you need to be like this or like that. It's more about, hey, this is just highlighting the fact that each of us experiences this in a different, unique way. So the point is, look at your own heart and look at your own, where are you at this in in terms of your bondage or your freedom and joy? Exactly. My my hope in this is that, it, this becomes a story that causes you to reflect in a similar way that it caused me to reflect, you know, and to see differently, however it might apply to someone listening. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening in. If you enjoyed the show, I'd love it if you have a minute to leave a rating. That'll help others find the show also. Have a great week, everyone.